Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is TV worth talking about. I'm Catherine, by the way. I'm 47. I'm divorced. I live with my sister, who's a recovering heroin addict. I have two grown-up children, one dead, one who doesn't speak to me, and a grandson. Shrine Podcasts presents... Happy Valley. Hello and welcome to a very special surprise bonus episode of Shrine Podcast presents Happy Valley. I'm Brendan. I'm Rebecca. I'm Hannah. And we are thrilled today to bring you a chat with Irish director extraordinaire Fergus O'Brien. He has had the privilege of directing the final three episodes of Happy Valley. Now... If you thought that you were excited already about the final ever episode of this epic show, you are going to be at the edge of your seat after hearing Fergus talk all about it. I mean, he knows how to direct drama and he also knows how to get us even more excited. The teases! So Fergus, you are very welcome to Shrine Podcast, Happy Valley. We're absolutely thrilled to have you on with us. Thank you so much for joining us for a chat ahead of the very last episode this Sunday night. So you came on board for the final three episodes of season three. What was it like stepping onto set on that first day in the director's chair? Um, gosh, well, I suppose first and foremost, um, the best bit of context is that uh, I been, I'm just an absolute super fan of this show. I just... From the very first episode of the very first season, before I was even making drama, I just used, I was just hypnotized by it and, um, and watched it time and time again. Um, so to go from that to being the person charged with making the final three episodes ever in this story is kind of just ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me that, um, I've been, I've had that opportunity and that life has led me down that path is bonkers. Um, <clears throat> so I guess, um, I had worked with Sally Wainwright, who is the creator of the show. Um, I was working with her on, on, um, another show of hers called Gentleman Jack. And actually I was doing the last three episodes of that as well. Um, and during that, it was a very long, drawn-out show because of COVID, the making of it was. And um, in one of the many sort of shutdowns that we experienced because of the virus um, and the pandemic, um, um, I was sitting at home and, and, and kind of watching, like everybody else, devouring anything good on, on TV <laughs> and came to the end of that well and and, um, um, and th- started to revisit kind of old gems, if you like, um, 
and foremost amongst those was was Happy Valley. So I watched the first two seasons again. And of course, at that time, I was working with Sally and had a relationship with her. I didn't know she was writing the third and final season. Honest to God, I didn't know. But I was so blown away by revisiting the series that I texted her. I think it was halfway through the second season. I was like, oh, my God, this show is just incredible. And um, and then my phone rang about a minute later and she was, it was Sally and she goes, oh, thanks so much for saying that. You know, actually, I'm sitting here writing the third season. Do you want to direct it? I mean, it, I literally was speechless. It was an incredible moment. And obviously, I bit her hand off for that opportunity. Um, and as it happens, then, um, it was all kind of overlapping with the, with the finishing off of Gentleman Jack. And I wasn't able to do the opening episodes, but you know, to be honest, I think that was, um, a bit of, um, fortuity really, because who wouldn't want to do the last ones? I mean, yeah, <laughs> ever, um, trip through Happy Valley. And, and, you know, I was able to tell that story. So that's a really long-winded way of saying it was an amazing moment. And to go on set the first day, yeah, um, I can't even remember what it was that we did the very first day. But it's always terrifying. It's always terrifying um, going on set the first day. In fact, it's almost terrifying nearly every day. It's such a pressure and you have such um, a pain in your gut with anxiety because you know you have to deliver and so many people there's such love for the show. I mean, if we messed it up, I mean, oh, can you imagine? I mean, we'd just be crucified. So um, I carried that responsibility. No pressure. I <laughs> really carried it and felt it deeply because I am a fan and I had to do it justice. And, um, and so, um, yeah, it was terrifying, but incredibly gratifying at the same time. And to work with that caliber of writing and that caliber of acting talent um, and it's just a gift and really you can't mess it up. As uh, such a big fan of Happy Valley then, Fergus, how does it feel right now knowing what we are all going to watch uh, on Sunday, that you know this information? How does, it, how does this feel that you've got this in your head? <laughs> oh, I feel so powerful, I can't tell you. <laughs> somebody, somebody wrote on Twitter <laughs> Hey, Fergus, you know that, you know, we'd probably like to strangle you now to get information out of you. I mean, it's just so funny that, <laughs> and I'm sort of, I'm just in awe that it's, there's so much love and expectation around it. And, um, and I love reading all the theories that people have. Um, and it, I mean, that was particularly brilliant and, and, and resonant last night. And I'm suddenly looking at last night's episode going, Oh my God, some of those theories are really smart. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying one way or another, but like yeah, that could definitely, that could, that could work. And that's smart. And, um, so it just see the engagement and, and engaging with the engagement is, is really exciting and rewarding. And, um, and I think, I, I think, I think everyone, no one will be disappointed. I feel very convinced of that. And Sally has written an extraordinary ending. Um, and she didn't write multiple ones. There was one. And not unless you were had to be there for the filming of it, nobody else got that. It was all redacted. So it was very um, guarded and secretive. Um, but she wrote one ending, and it's an extraordinary ending. And I think it, I would never have imagined it, and it is brilliant. So, you know, oh, really, 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 really. oh, my gosh. Okay, I ha actually have goosebumps. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we cannot wait to watch it on Sunday night. Um, Fergus, what has been your favourite scene to direct this series? Oh, wow. Um, okay, well, listen, there's, there's, there's a couple, there's different things you enjoy for different reasons. So I really enjoyed some of the high action stunty stuff because I haven't done lots of that. And so I was learning a, a, a load and a ton of, 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 of knowledge, um, trying to realize those. So the escape from, um, Tommy's escape, I, I'll call it that in case people haven't seen everything. That was, that was a lot and, and it was so much to do and it was so detailed and technical, um, to land that. I mean, that's really technical work and technical directing, not to undermine people's performances in that, which are also really important. Um, and we worked hard at, but it's mainly technical and just figuring out the stunts and figuring out all that action and how to make that feel like it's really, uh, really sizzling with energy. Um, takes a lot of figuring out and a lot of smart people helped me to do that. Um, so I enjoyed that. And there's some, there's some real stonking moments like that coming up in the last episode that are very fun and technical in that way. But I suppose my heart, if I'm really pushed, my heart is really in, um, directing performance. And if I get a chance to do a two-hander or a three-handed scene with a couple of actors, particularly of such great skill, and to do a really chunky scene with them, which is driven by emotion and driven by character and story. I, that, I, that's where I feel most alive. I just, I really connect with that and I love the challenge of it. And, and I love the alchemy of it, just seeing those words that are on a white page suddenly become inhabited by people and, and then sort of amplifying it, giving, giving back this, this story, um, and, and, and giving it performance and life and breath and energy. That's just amazing. So, um, there was a scene in last night's with the, with Claire and her, or with Catherine and her sister Claire having something of a confrontation again, not wanting to give anything away if people haven't seen it, but those moments just are so telling and they sort of bring back all, all the beats of previous episodes. They're laden with history within history, history within the story. Um, mm. well, I love those moments. And, and again, next week in the climactic episode, there are tons of goodies on that front. <laughs> Fergus, you were speaking there about seeing the words on the white page come to life. What is a Sally Wainwright like? Do you, characters and you as the director and the actors get to bring much in or is it all already there on the page or is it a completely collaborative process when it comes to creating those it, most in-depth characters, some of the most in-depth characters at moments of family drama we've seen? Yeah, I think generally speaking, um, a Sally Wainwright script arrives and usually when you get scripts, it's an early draft and you kind of go, okay. And you're quite usually, hopefully excited and, and generally a little forgiving because, you know, it's got to be fine tuned and little edges sanded down and, and things figured out. Um, and, and, and lots of people weighed in on that. Um, but when you get a Sally script, you can't, you're, it's just, staggering it's there it's all there you read it and you go oh my god like i don't really have a note to offer it's 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 so clear and so um 
detailed. So she writes this amazing, um, she has such a, a gift of writing dialogue, really believable, realistic, naturalistic dialogue. And that is not an easy thing to do. I know people think, oh, you're just writing people chatting. But to do that credibly is incredibly hard. And she manages to do that. In fact, she, what she also excels at is sometimes writing conversations where there are two conversations happening mm. in one conversation. And that's so real. Yes, one of our favorite scenes of this season had that going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was the Alison was outside fixing the Jeep and Richard and Catherine were having a co- two conversations at once. It was masterful. It's I mean, like that day, you know, Sarah and Derek, you know, who played Catherine and, and Richard, we came on set and they're, <laughs> we're like, well, okay, right. How are we going, how are we going to do this? <laughs> because we know it's natural, but how do you, how do you recreate it? You know, it's, it, it, you've got to figure it out. And it's all about rhythm. Sally's work is, is a, like a piece of music, actually. And when you work with her for a while, you realize that there, there are rhythms to it and it's undulating like conversation. And she's a master of it. And you have to hear the rhythm. And funnily enough, when you don't, when, when the rhythm isn't right, you know it. You know there's something wrong and you have to go back and, and, and until it just sounds like music. That's how, how I interpret it anyway. Um, you know, and that's how we all speak. I come from a massive Irish family. You know, I'm one of eight and I grew up, you know, with four conversations happening at the one time. So I, I know that world. And um, she writes all that stuff brilliantly. She also writes really clear, crisp and precise directing notes like what's important to her about dynamics and and particulars and details within a scene so you have a lot to go on um and if there's anything she's always available and um to speak to if 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 you feel like a little um unsure about what way to take something um so it's a very collaborative collaborative experience with her and and maybe other directors might like something where they feel they can just take the script and go off and do their own thing. I'm not particularly one of those. I feel like it's an honor to get such great writing and I'm delighted to um, collaborate. And I feel actually my job is to serve what that script is. And, and, and the, and the best way to do that is to speak to the person who created it. So um, it's amazing um, to get a Sally Wainwright script is a gift. Um, so if to get a Sally Wainwright script is a gift to uh, get Sarah Lancashire, then delivering that script must be phenomenal. What is it like watching that woman in action? <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I presume you'll cut this. So if I'm droning on, you know, you can you can you can edit it down. But drone um, away. I was telling Sarah when we got to know each other, we went out one evening and I was telling her years and years and years ago when, when I was a, a young fellow growing up in Abbeyside Dungarvan, um, and my mother watched Coronation Street and um, my father would come in and he never watched it. He, he didn't really like telly and he was never really that interested in soaps in particular. So he'd be there reading his um, newspaper and all you'd see of him is the smoke of his fag coming up over the top of the, the page. And, um, but then uh Sarah Lancashire turned up as Raquel and she was working in the pub. And it was amazing to watch, like the paper would sort of edge down and he'd come <laughs> up over the top. And he became more and more intrigued by her. And um 
And then one day the show ended and he said, she's very good, isn't she, that one? <laughs> and I said, yeah, she's kind the of The highest amazing. of compliments. <laughs> oh, you can imagine from the Irish daddy in the 80s. And, and I, I said, what was it? And he goes, well, she's a philosopher, but no one thinks she is. Yeah. Um, so she's a philosopher in disguise. And um, it was great. It was great to have a moment uh, where our interests um, crossed over. Um, that was a, that was a moment for me and my dad, but it was a moment to share with Sarah as well. I mean, she she's just so incredibly gifted and so generous with her gift and her time. Um, and she has a huge responsibility on that show because she's in. She must be in like 85 percent of the scenes. She has a ton of dialogue to learn, to interpret, um, to figure out. And she comes on and she makes it all look so easy and so real. But believe me, that that's the amount of work that goes on um, to be able to do that, that is incredible. And um, um, and she her energy leads everybody else's energy, really. So she comes on and she's firing on all cylinders. Then everybody else wants to do the same. So um, she carries all of that with such grace and generosity of spirit. And she's a lovely human being. And then she comes out and sort of this alchemy happens. Suddenly the words are spoken by a master and um, it is chilling. You just get goosebumps. You think, oh, my God, I always thought it was brilliant. And now I think it's super brilliant because she's breathed such life into it. And um, and I guess the ripple out effect of her performance um sort of empowers every, all the other actors to to do to do the great work too not that they're not great in themselves you know um that's that's a particularly brilliant lineup in 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 that show yeah absolutely we've also loved seeing the return of um Reese Connor as Ryan because obviously there's a 7 year age gap between season 2 and season 3 um yeah. What was it like working with him? Like that scene last night when he says, I love you, Granny. I mean, that was just so emotional. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good scene that, isn't it? Proud of that one. Um, so here's the thing with Reese. Like, he... He never asked to be in the show. You know, he never asked to be an actor. It never dawned on him, really. He was like six or something on the first show. Um, and so he kind of grew up um, in this sort of public window space. And um, and he just did this, his work in season one and season two from pure instinct, obviously with guidance from from directors and so forth, but really just a child's instinct 
um, it was play. And, and that's what was so great, um, about what he did and, and amazing in, in those first two seasons. The difference this time is that he's now a young man, you know, he's 17 and maybe 18 now in the real world. And, um, uh, and he suddenly had to decide that he wanted to be an actor. Do you know what I mean? Because he was, he was with all the big guns and, and he had a lot to do. I mean, you know, really pivotal scenes last night and, and some pivotal ones next week. I mean, a lot, like if he, if, if they didn't deliver, you know, the show would suffer. Um, and he, he, he had to come on and kind of, and he came in and wanting to do it and everything, but it suddenly was a different ball game. And because he was mature enough to understand, um, and take on board the responsibility of playing that role, um, uh, as a young adult. And, um, and he worked his, he worked his butt off and he worked really, really hard and he really, he really landed it. Um, and he wanted to succeed. I think the last scene, his last day on the show was the, the last scene in last night's episode in terms of how we shot it. That was his last day. Wow. And he skipped out of there. He was really proud of himself and, and rightly so. I couldn't give him enough praise that day because, um, that was a hard scene. It's a hard scene. That's the cliffhanger of, you know, to the last episode, the penultimate episode. Please come back next week and watch the ending of this great show. And you've got a seven minute scene. Do you know what I mean? With that, that two actors on their own in a way talking to each other over a wire. Um, yeah. that's a, a lot. And he just took it on and he ran with it and he did a great job. Yeah. Really proud of Reese. He's amazing. He is amazing. It's incredible because I'm sure it was a risk to wait and to write this massive story around someone that you don't know, whether we'll still want to act or whether we'll still have an interest in as an adult. It's incredible. So, Fergus, we know that the final ever episode of Happy Valley is going to be an hour and eight minutes long. You know everything that happens. I don't know how you're getting through the last couple of weeks. Is there anything at all that you can tell us about what we can expect from next Sunday's? Oh dear. Um, well, you can expect to be thrilled. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't, I literally can't tell you anything, um, plot wise because I would be hunted down probably. Um, um, but it's, it's, it is really exciting. I mean, I, re I rewatched it recently for some reason or another and, um, I remember looking at my, at the time code. Um, I was 16 minutes in and I couldn't believe how much stuff has happened. Ooh. I mean, it's absolutely <gasps> a roller coaster and it picks you up and just flings you around and slaps you against the wall and slaps you in the face and wallops you across the, the room. It's like it really takes you on a, on a ride and, and the ending is really satisfying. It's very, it's, dramatic but in a in a in a really interesting and clever way um and i i i i think people will go away feeling sad that it's over um but you know i think they'll be satisfied hey okay um i've never wanted to be slapped by a show more than this <laughs> Helplines are available if you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Fergus said. Been slapped by Happy Valley. <laughs> Happy Valley slap. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fergus, obviously, we've got, we've got uh, you know, you directing and also more Irish talent in the form of Charlie Murphy. What has it been like uh, to work with Charlie? Oh, my God. I love Charlie Murphy. So here's the thing. I, I, I mean, you know, my bad completely, but I, I just was so convinced by her in the earlier seasons but I thought she was from Halifax or something. And I didn't realize until I, <laughs> um, I went, I have this thing in the morning when I get on set, I go around to the makeup truck and I like to hang out in there because that's where the cast are. And we can talk about the day and have a cup of tea. And it's just a nice way to start the day. And especially when somebody's, it's their, somebody's first day on the, on the set. In, in the show, you know, it's just a nice way to settle in and, and say hi. Anyway, so I, I, I went along and, and popped on to say hello to Charlie. And she goes, oh, how are you? And I was like, oh, my God, your accent. And she goes, yeah, 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 sure. I'm from Enniscorthy, which is just down the road from Dungarpen, where I am from. So you can imagine, you know, the kettle was on and uh, we were chewing the fat about, about local stuff. Um, but <laughs> the sunny you know, side the sunny southeast, you know, it's where it's all at. You know, yeah. All the talent from there. <laughs> and, um, oh God, she's just the most fabulous and lovely person. But, um, again, what, what, just what a talent. And, um, the way she inhabits Anne Gallagher and, and, um, and particularly going into this season, you know, it's a long time since we've, you know, I know people will have revisited maybe the, the show. But even if you didn't, I'd venture that everyone remembers her performance, you know, during her abduction by Tommy Lee Royce. Um, and it's a testament to her talent that she, she totally carries that with her. It's like, it's like her skin, you know, all the suffering and all the anger and the rage and the pain that that encounter, um, left her is, is sort of, weighs on her um and obviously um it that sort of spills out as in last night's episode in episode five where there's a scene with her and um and again i'm trying to avoid spoilers but i think it's okay to stay with her and ryan um and and carl who who who, who plays um sarah's sarah's son um it just all comes out of her in, in the most pain-strippingly painful, honest, raw, and, um, just elegant performance. I, I, I was blown away by her generally, but on that night, she just gave it. It was incredible to be in the room. You could hear a pin drop when we were filming that scene. And it's always a sign that, cause you know, film crews, the, you know, they're jaded a lot. You know what I mean? They do this every day, day in, day out as a job. And, um, it takes a particular kind of dramatic performance to make them just stop thinking about, you know, what they're going to get at the tea break to, to really, in, in, to really listen to what's happening. And that happens every now and again. It happens on this show with, you know, heartening regularity, but that was definitely one of those moments. And, um, it was a testament to everyone in the room, but it was Charlie's scene, and um, uh, I, I, I'm in awe of what she did. She's an amazing actor. I'd love to work with her again. Um, I'd love to work with all of them again, really, but but um, it would be great to find another vehicle that I could get to work with Charlie again. Yes, um, uh, she's absolutely amazing, but we, we want to know now, and I'm sure you're getting sick of being asked this, 
Is this really it for Happy Valley? Like, do you think there could be a spin-off or a Christmas special, maybe a movie like the way Luther have done that? Um, no, I think it's the end. Um, here's the thing, you know, Sally and Sarah, Sally Wainwright, the, the creator, and, and Sarah, who plays Catherine, you know, they've known each other a long time. I think Sally wrote on Coronation Street, actually, which is, you know, where I think their their relationship was forged, um, in the same way that she did with Saran Jones, and they went on to do things together. Um, so they know each other very well, and and they were, you know, they've obviously this is the third season, and and, and Sarah is very integral. You know, you talk about is the script writing um, for Sally a collaborative experience? I mean, it 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 certainly is with Sarah. I think Sarah was very involved in how, particularly this last season, um, the how the arc of that story developed. Um, she and Sally talked, you know, so, so deeply and, um, so long about that. Um, and, and I think they were very clear, actually from the beginning, I believe, that it was going to be a three season show. Um, and the reason for the long gap is because it was very important to Sally in particular that, um, that Reese, who plays Ryan, that he would come back to the show sort of as an adult, somebody able to make his own decisions, um, which for reasons that are becoming increasingly impar- apparent um, was was an important narrative beat in, in the season. So, um, um, so they waited and I think they knew, they knew there was a lot of percolating time um, elapsing between seasons, particularly between season two and three. And so I think they were very clear that this would be the end. Um, and they've committed to it. And uh, yeah, it is a good ending and it is the end. <laughs> <laughs> it is the end. Okay. That's very, fairly definitive. Um, Fergus, we obviously can't wait, uh, to, to, to watch on Sunday. Uh, after Happy Valley's wrapped, what's next for you? Um, I'm actually starting uh, my next job. I'm already sort of on it, actually. Um, I'm obviously dossing talking to you, um, <laughs> but um, um, I and, and I'm not being um, I'm not trying to be all mysterious about it. But I'm I I'm just NDA'd up to the gills and I'm not allowed. <laughs> well, that means it's good. What it is, but um, it's good. And it will be announced soon. And I hope that you would be interested in having a podcast about it. It is big enough and special enough, I think, to merit. Does, uh, does it already exist? Is it a continuation of something? It is. Oh! <gasps> it oh, is. Fergus, that is very exciting. It well, is. Well, look, we're not going to keep you much longer getting back to this show that we wanted to finish directing so we can start a podcast about it. Thank you so much for your really generous answers. We could have spoken to you all day. That was really fabulous. Thanks so much for coming on to Shrine Podcast Happy Valley to chat with us ahead of the season finale this Sunday night. Thanks a million. I've really enjoyed it. You guys are great. And again soon. Oh, Fergus, thank you so Cheers, much. Um, and really quickly before you go, because I'm so, I'm just being so nosy and you're going <laughs> to yeah. probably be want to slap me after this. Squeeze it in quick. We already podcasted about That's a show. That's the question I wanted to ask. That yeah. you are working on. Like, is oh, I think I know what it is. What? Did Sorry, it say that again. 
is it something that you think we might have already podcasted about? Like, you know, I'm just, is it a oh, show? Oh, I couldn't possibly say. Oh! <laughs> I mean, you know, let's, let's How exciting! Well, honestly, I, I'm not, I'd love to tell you, but I just, um, uh, I'd be sued. So, um, well, but it is exciting. We wouldn't want you to get sued, but when the NDA, when the NDA lapses, you know where we are. I know. Let's stay in touch because um, it would be great to, you know, chew the fat again, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Fergus, thank Absolutely. you so much. Pleasure. Take care, guys. Nice to talk to you. What a lovely, lovely man And so talented as well um, Absolutely giddy now to see this final episode After satisfied Satisfied um, And also, I'm dying to find out What new series or returning series um, That Fergus is going to be working on next Or is currently already started And we're apparently going to be podcasting <laughs> I love that Fergus is telling us now. Amazing stuff. Um, that is it for this very special bonus episode of uh, Shrine Podcast Presents Happy Valley. Thank you so much to Fergus for giving us his time. And of course, our next uh, in-depth recap of Happy Valley Season 3, Episode 5 will be with you Wednesday morning. Until then, ta-ta, my love. This is TV worth talking about. This is Shrine Podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.